Let me start us out with a word of prayer, and we're going to finish out kind of quickly, and, and then I want to open up for questions for you guys, because I really want, you know, always when I leave, I want you guys to kind of have a game plan that y'all think is going to help this school to become on track to make Christ known. That sound good to you guys? And that's what I want. I want you guys to, to make it real for you. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day, and we love you so much. God, we pray that we would truly not just hear these words, but they would become real to us, that... Father, we would be transformed from the inside out, that our hearts would want to be different, that our minds would be refreshed, that, Father, we'd hit the reset button and that we would truly want to be men and women of God to impact our world for the cause of Christ. Father, help us to have pure mind. Help us to be pure of heart. Help us to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength and our neighbors, ourselves. And God, help us to truly understand why you created the world the way it is and that you gave us a free choice and you did put the devil in it and you created us to be true worshipers. God, we just want to be true worshipers and we want to make you known. Thank you, God, for this privilege you've given to me to be here. And God, we want each and every one just to walk away today going, I've got a peace in my heart. Thank you, God, for that. In Jesus' name, and everyone says, amen. Well, let me see here. I've got one more PowerPoint that I think is kind of fun. And I'm going to ask you guys a question. What does leadership look like to you guys? When you all think about what a leader is, what does a leader look like to you guys? Anybody want to step out? What does a leader, what does a leader in this school look like? Okay, someone who knows what they're doing and is going where he wants to go. Good. What else? One who's willing to serve. I love that. Willing to serve others. Yeah. Mr. Compton, I love that. That's great. That's so good to hear that you go, I see somebody living that. That's awesome. And I'm sure all of your teachers, you go, man, that's what I want. I want to be like them because they're being like Jesus. You know, leadership is not easy. But, you know, when you think about it, the issue that I see, what I want to finish on today is, is just kingdom living. And the key is, is that I think there's three P's that will help you guys to understand a little kingdom living. My goal for just a moment is to encourage you that no matter what you do, when you walk out these doors, that you want to be significant to impact the world. But the world cannot be impacted if you're not impacting each other in here. Y'all see what I'm saying? You've got to begin to impact within this group. So the reality is, do me a favor, write this down. Who is it in this group right now that I've been praying for, asking God to give me the privilege of talking to them about Jesus and helping them to grow in their faith? Can y'all think of anybody in this school or anybody in this community that needs that? Can y'all think of anybody? Everybody here ought to be able to think of that person. Because every one of you in here need three things going on in your life. Number one, you need, first and foremost, is you need time with God alone every day for yourself. Y'all with me on that? That's you. In order to fulfill anything I'm about to talk about, you've got to have your own personal time with God. Amen? Does that sound simple? Sounds simple, but yet it's not easy. The second thing, I want to be able to ask you, who are your disciples? Every one of you in this room could be discipling somebody. Let me give you an example. I was given this earlier. Callie and Cameron, my two kids, ever since, you know, as they went through elementary, I had Cameron target a guy that he would try to infect. Infect. Because I wanted him to infect that kid with righteousness. Okay? So at seven years old, I had this conversation about being kingdom-minded with Cameron. I said, Cameron... Who is it that you want? And you know what Cameron said? He said, Dad, a new kid, listen to me very carefully. He said, a new kid just moved into our neighborhood, and he's my age. His name is Tanner. And Daddy, he's a bad boy. 
Now, seven years old, said this. I said, so what do you want to do? He said, Dad, I want to lead him to Christ. Seven years old. What do y'all think about that? Is that pretty cool? It should be. So I said, we were having church the next day, and I said, what do you think you ought to do? He said, Dad, I'm going to invite him to church. I said, well, I'm teaching at church. That would be fun. I said, so I'm thinking I'm going to have the opportunity to present the gospel to Tanner. Oh, foolish me. Not at all. They're sitting up here, Cameron and Tanner. Right before I start talking, Cameron goes, Tanner, come on, let's go. They walk out. They walk out. I'm thinking, dude, where are you going? Why are you leaving me? I was about to give a great message, right? That's what I thought. But God doesn't need me. I'm going to tell you that right now. God needs the Spirit of God within an individual. Y'all follow me? Cameron takes Tanner out, seven years old, walks him back to my office. And Cameron has one of these little wristbands. And he says, Tanner, and can y'all see there's several colors on my little wristband? Y'all see them? Y'all see the green one? Cameron said to Tanner, Tanner, God created everybody in his own image. And, and Tanner goes, that's cool. And Cameron said, Tanner, do you see the next color? And Tanner says, yes, black. He said, yep. Sure is it's black because that's the color of our heart when we sin. Seven years old. And Cameron goes, do you know what sin is, Tanner? And Tanner goes, uh-uh. He says, that's when you're bad. It's when you lie, you steal, you cheat, you push others, you bully them. That's what darkness is. And he said, Tanner, but God who created us sent his son Jesus and that red one right there is Jesus came and died on the cross for our sins. And he took away that black and he made it white. And he said, Tanner, if you believe this, that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, and you believe that he rose from the grave, and you believe that you want him in your heart today, that gold one right there, one day you're going to walk the streets of gold in heaven. And, and it's going to be a great deal. And that day, Tanner gave his life to Jesus Christ. Now, is that pretty impressive to you guys that a seven-year-old did that? Yes or no? Yes. Well, let me impress you a little more. Okay? Can I do that? So the little seven-year-old boy I take home after church. He goes into his house, and you guys aren't going to believe what happened next. Tanner goes into the house and sees his daddy. And says, Daddy, you won't believe what just happened. His daddy said, what just happened? He said, Daddy, and he showed him his little bracelet. He said, Daddy, God created and there was sin and he died on the cross and he made us white as snow and one day I'm going to walk the streets of gold because I believe in Jesus. His daddy said, who told you this? He said, Cameron. So he calls me and his daddy comes to me and he says, I heard what my son said and I want to know how can I know this? And his daddy came to know Christ. Now, are y'all impressed yet? It doesn't stop there. I want to impress you a little more, okay? So the daddy leaves my house and goes back home and says to his wife, Sweetie, have you seen what happened to Tanner? Well, what just happened? The daddy starts crying. Let me share with you. The daddy shares with the mother. The mother gives her life to Christ. Are y'all impressed yet? It gets better. The daughter comes in. The mother leads the daughter to Christ. Do y'all know how all this happened, by the way? A seven-year-old little boy wasn't afraid to share his faith. 
leadership. Y'all follow me? Guys, you're not called to come here to this Christian school and just sit and get a good education. You're called to go make disciples. But you can't make disciples if you're not evangelizing. So the three things I wanted y'all to write down a while ago were, are you having a quiet time every day? Who are your disciples? Okay? And who are you leading to Christ? Y'all follow me on that? Isn't that easy? What are you doing for your quiet time? Who are your disciples? And what was the third one? Who are you leading to Christ? Now, if you don't have a plan, if you fail to plan, then what? Plan to fail. If you don't right now write down who it is that you're going to start praying for to come to Christ, you're not going to be anywhere different this time next week. And you're going to go, I don't know who that guy was, but he sure challenged me and I'm ready to go because I got a game plan. Y'all follow me on that? That's what leadership is. Leaders get things rolling. And they're not afraid of anybody else around them. Y'all follow me on that? And so when I look at this, I go, guys, look at these three Ps, okay? It's kind of simple, but it's really easy. Two things you got to know. And we said this earlier in the first talk. Who is God? You've got to help people understand. Guys, as a leader, you've got to explain to everybody, to your mother, your daddy, your friends, your enemies, you've got to explain. Things don't work out the way we want them to sometimes. In the beginning, God created, but the devil had an alternative agenda. But God let the devil have his alternative agenda. But God died for the sins of the world. When the devil thought he won, when Jesus died, Jesus rose from the grave, the devil went, I'm in trouble. Because you see, the devil didn't know that Jesus was going to raise from the grave because the devil is not omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent. Only God in three persons is omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent. God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, triune, one. Not three separates, it's 100%, 100%, 100%. They're all the same. How does it work? I have no unearthly idea. I will when I get to heaven. I can't wait to talk to God about that. But the triune doesn't make sense. But that's what separates our God. You've got to help people understand, my God is an awesome God. And the reason I'm here is to be a true worshiper. That's leadership. Y'all follow me? So when you had a quiet time this morning, why did you have a quiet time? Because you are a what? True worshiper. You're validating who is in control of your life. I had a quiet time because I love God. Y'all with me on that? Not because I want God to do something for me, but because he's already done something for me. That makes sense. Quit waiting for God to do something. He's already done everything he needs to do. He did it through his death, his burial, his resurrection. That's 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 3. You can't keep waiting for God to do what he's already done. And some of you are going, but I just needed to show me a sign. Guys, when you woke up this morning, he showed you through creation that he's God. When you looked at across from each other and you saw each other, you're so beautiful, you're so handsome. You, you looked and you go, God made everybody. There's no fingerprints identical. But what we do is we get frustrated with each other, don't we? And so even in a room like this, we're going, we get catty. This person's talking about this person, this person's that, that way. And, then, and before long, the devil already wins. And the devil I saw up there doesn't win. My God wins, but the devil doesn't. Are you with me? Quit letting the devil win. Leaders lead because they're not disunified. Leaders pull people together. Don't tear them apart. It is so easy for everyone in this room to critique each other. 
and to critique teachers, to critique me, to critique yourself. And that's what happens sometimes. The devil just wants you to keep critiquing and therefore you never embrace what God's given to you. Guys, there's about 200 unbelievable students in here. If y'all was to get on fire for Jesus, you could change Omaha and, 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 and Nebraska and you could change the world. But the problem is, the devil has thrown a seed of doubt and bitterness in this group, hasn't he? And we start looking at the problems rather than the solutions. Guys, don't focus on the problem. Focus on the solution. Each one of you has something to add to this classroom. What you add is that God created you. You're awesome. And, and your talents are needed. Not one of you in this room are alike. But yet we pick each other apart because we go, oh, if you were just, and if you didn't do that. Guys, remember this. Girls, listen to me. Today, girls, you're going to speak 35,000 words. That's a lot. Especially, guys, do you know how many words you're going to speak? About 5,000. The average guy, 5,000. The average girl, average girl, 35,000. That means you girls are going to get in a lot of trouble verbally speaking. But you know what that says? Is we got to know each other. Girls, James 3 talks about the tongue. Be careful. Don't let it be a restless evil. Don't let it be something that out of, the, out of your mouth comes both cursings and blessings of God. With the same tongue, you can't curse man who's been made in the image of God. You can't do that. You've got to control your tongue. A kind word does what? What does a kind word do? Yeah, it heals. And when you've got a kind word, it brings people to you. But guys, we've got to retrain the brain to start saying positive things about each other rather than tearing each other apart. Y'all follow me? Make sense? The devil wins every time you say something negative about another person. Do y'all want the devil to keep winning? It's so easy to point the finger at your mother or your daddy and say, my mother's not that good, my dad's this way. Guys, God healed me to quit looking at the negativity of my dad, even though my dad had abused me, burnt my mother, left everything that we had, and I was so frustrated, but I'm so thankful. When I came to Christ, the key was, when I came to Christ, I was healed, the shackles were taken off, the bondage was released, and I lived in freedom because I forgave my daddy, which what happens in a room like this is we can't forgive each other. And leadership forgives. You want to run for class president? Be a forgiver. Be a lover of God. Don't just be the leader that everybody thinks is the leader, but be the leader that God wants you to be. Amen? And what I know is this. There's two ways that the devil can render you ineffective. He makes you think that it can't happen to you. And by the way, guys, it already happens to us. You think, oh, I'll never be that bad. Guys, the number one problem with every one of us, we think it can't happen. We could never get into pornography. We could never have sex before marriage. We could never, you know, get caught up in a scandal or a lie. And we think it can't. But as soon as you think you can't, that's probably when it can. That's why I tell you, the first thing you want to do is spend time with God every day. Amen? And the second thing I want you to do is what? Make sure you've got someone that you're pouring into. And the third thing, make sure you're evangelizing. If that's happening, guys, the devil can't slowly erode you. The devil wants to erode you from the inside out. You don't fall into sin. You erode. And the easiest erosion that can happen is your tongue. That you look at the negativity in someone else. You start, now you start wagging the tail or the, the tongue about somebody did this or someone did that. Rather than go like this. Rather than go to the person. Once again, I hope all of you have repented. That's the first step in salvation. The second step that I said is now reconciliation. 
And if you have the inability, according to 1 Corinthians 11, that you've got to call people to be reconciled unto Christ. If you aren't helping people to a solution, then you're a part of the problem. Amen? Y'all with me on that? If you're not helping people to a solution, you're part of the problem. So many of you in this classroom are struggling with one another. And the reason we're struggling is because nobody's telling you, you can't keep pointing the finger at that person. Let's go over to this person and let's make it right. Y'all follow me? But let's don't let a wedge get between your class that allows the devil to win. Because nobody wants to hear what y'all have to say if they see the disunity in the body. Y'all see what I'm saying? We as a class must begin to understand this. Number one, our priorities are very important. What is it that y'all want to accomplish? Your priorities. As a class, as a school, what do y'all want to accomplish? You know, I was at a College of the Ozarks in Branson. They had a real lofty goal this year. I challenged them this way. And they went out and, and they went out and found some servicemen that had served in Afghanistan. And as a class, they found a guy that had, had his legs blown off. And they, as a class, they went and were able to raise enough money to buy this guy one of these little motorized little deals that the guy with his legs blown off is now able to get around because he has a, a, a means of getting around. And they, as a class, did that. It was awesome. Selflessness. Their priorities was rather than exalt themselves, was it to exalt God and to help others. You see, when you're so busy serving other people, you don't have time to look at yourself. The problem with all of us in here is we have too much time on our hands because we're not doing the right things. That's my problem. And what I mean by that, let me tell you, I am very busy. But when I am not prioritized, when I don't wake up, my quiet time, I'm memorizing scripture, I'm in prayer, I'm looking for someone to, to minister the gospel to. I'm getting all the things that I need to get done, the studies, the teaching, taking time with my wife, taking time to write a note to Cameron, to Callie, making sure that I've, I get my business that I'm running, all the things I need to get done there, making sure I'm recruiting for camp, all the things I need to get done there, the amount of money that I've got to raise this year, making sure I'm getting that done, the phone calls I have to make. In the course of my day, I've probably got 50 to 100 things that I have to do. But I don't want to do anything out of the flesh. I want to do everything in the Spirit. Y'all with me on that? Let me give me an example. So when I'm in the Spirit, and my wife gets so mad at me sometimes, because I, don't, I just don't check my gas gauge very often. Okay? How many of y'all have ever run out of gas? Anybody besides me? Okay. I've run out of gas too many times to count. And there's reason for that. My steering wheel sits right where the gas gauge is. It's just what's comfortable for me. So I never check it. Sometimes I pull over and Karen and go, hey, you need to get gas. But I run out all the time. But it's so awesome. Two weeks ago, before I went to Greece, I'm driving the road, and I'll see my car goes, oh. And I go, oh, no. This is awesome. And I go, who is it going to be this time? And I go, Lord, will you please already have been scripting who it is that's going to drive up beside me that I can jump in their car and lead them to Christ today? And y'all think, I'm crazy. No, this is exactly what happened. So as soon as I jump out of the car, it's almost as if as soon as I, it's like, watch this, boom, I jump out of the car, slam the door, do this. And within five seconds, a guy pulls over. You can't script that stuff. I run up and I jump in. I said, man, I just ran out of gas. He goes, wow, how can I help you? I said, well, you already have. I said, I was asking for God to give me someone just to talk to today. I said, it must be you. I said, what are you going through that you needed someone to talk to you about? He starts crying within that fast. Man, I don't know how this happened. 
but I'm going through a difficult time with my kids. I said, pull over. We pull over. We start praying. We pray. He's bawling. He comes to know Christ. We go get gas. That's just a cherry on the top of the pie. I didn't care about that part. But priorities, guys. Bad things didn't derail my purpose. Are y'all with me on this? But my purpose was always set because of my priorities. Bad things are fine. You've just got to roll with them. And you've got to go, I've got to quit worrying about me and start going, it's okay. God, thank you. I lost my wallet. Fantastic. I hope somebody finds it. Let me give you an example. We're in Greece. We come back into the, into the States. A lady that's with us, she's 50 years old, and she sets all her stuff, her jacket, everything onto the security. It goes through. She walks over, she picks everything up, and she puts everything on, and she leaves her phone. You know, it was an iPhone, probably worth, you know, I don't know, $400. And, and, and so we're, we're about down the district. And about that time, her daughter's phone rings. And it goes, hey, I just want you to know, I just found your phone back at security. And the daughter goes, mom, here. So she hands her mom the phone. The mom goes, oh, thank you so much. I'll be right there. So she hangs up, runs back, uh, gets there and says, hey, where's my phone? And they go, we know nothing about your phone. It's gone. Well, somebody lied because you just got a phone, right? So she's kind of, I go, hey, isn't this awesome? Discouragement. It's okay. Because we'd already seen a girl get her camera stolen. We'd already seen a lot of things happen. And they'd already seen people come to Christ on the trip. And they're going, why would we ever think that bad things happen? We got lost one time in Athens. And we're walking, and we got on a subway. And we're sitting on a subway, and this guy's standing right there beside me. And he goes, I said, hey, how are you doing today? He goes, oh, doing just great. I said, what makes you great? He goes, uh, I don't know. I said, hey, I just want you to know, man, we are so happy to see you today. I said, tell me really what makes you great. He goes, well, I guess because I believe in... Um, uh, I'm a universalist. I said, fantastic. Universalist. So reincarnation, all that kind of good stuff? He said, yeah. I said, awesome. Give me some doubt. He goes, awesome. I said, yeah. I said, I thought I had some good news for you, but now I know I've got great news for you. He goes, what do you mean? I said, let me tell you about Jesus. And right there on the subway, within two minutes, he comes to get on Christ. His name's Dimitri. The people on my trip have already seen this. They're going, I can't believe this happens. So when she loses her phone, she's going, oh, man. Two days later, we're back home. She gets a phone call. The guy who calls her goes, is this Nancy? He's speaking with an accent. I can't do it. But he goes, I just want you to know, I stole your phone. And as I look through your pictures, and I see all the teaching that you did on all these places in the Bible, and I see your faith, I want you to know, I want to give your phone back because I don't want to live this way. She has the opportunity to lead him to Christ. Now, guys, answer me. Does this stuff just happen? Yes or no? No. Why does it happen? Prioritize. Priorities. Three weeks ago, guys in Branson, I'm leading y'all something. Y'all are going, Chanty, this is too much. No, it's not. It's what you need to hear. We're at Starbucks. And the guy I'm sitting with goes, Chanty, I just, you know, there's the ministry here and, and is, is just not, a, there's no leaders in Branson. I go, Really? And he goes, yeah, I can't find it. I said, so uh, come on, let's go get some drink. So we walk up to the counter, and there's this guy, what they call it, corn rolls. I was telling these guys earlier. Got corn rolls, big old long corn rolls. I go, dude, I said, your hair is awesome. He goes, really? He said, most people don't like it. I said, I love it. It looks good. I said, I said you know why I love it? He goes, why? I said, because I know there's a story behind them. He goes, you're right. 
I said, tell me your story. Guys, I believe this. Everybody has a story. And he says, my story? He said, my parents are missionaries in Africa. And my dad died two years ago, and I've been mad at God ever since. I said, wow. I said, I'm so glad I got God to send me to you today. And we walked through Genesis 1, 2, and 3. And right there on the spot, Johnny gave his life to Christ. And Johnny today has worked in ministry in Branson, doing ministry for the kingdom. You see, cornrows don't matter to me. How about you guys? Thieves don't matter to me because God sees thieves okay. Universalists don't matter to me because God sees universalists coming to the kingdom. The problem we've all got is we try to put people to look like us rather than to understand Christ's forgiveness. Are y'all with me? That's priorities. Are y'all making a difference? You've got to begin to reach out to make a difference. The second thing I think is very important, you've got to have a passion. Do y'all think I have a passion? What do y'all think? Yes or no? I do. And you know why, don't you? Because I've seen God do extraordinary things. I'm not telling you anything other than what's going on in my own life. I promise you I had a quiet time. I promise you I'm on, on my knees. I promise you I'm disciplining myself to the purpose of God. Was it always that way? No. In fact, I'll tell you all this. My passion, the reason I went to the college I went to, because my huddle leader led me to Christ. I thought I was going to go to Texas or Texas A&M and play football. But my huddle leader comes to me and says, Keith Chansey, I don't want you to go to big college. I want you to go to a small Christian school, and I want you to rewrite the record books. I went, that's fantastic. I get back home, and this is what you guys are about to make some decisions to go to college. Let me tell you how to make a decision to go to college. You pray, and you fast, and you ask God to give you wisdom. Amen? James 1.5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let you ask of God who gives to all men generously and without reproach. So I go back home from this FCA conference, and I open my mailbox, and there's a letter from O-U-A-C-H-I-T-A. I pronounced it O-U Cheetah Baptist University. It's pronounced Washita, but I, I thought O-U Cheetah sounded pretty good, okay? So I call the coach. Now listen to what I said. This is passion. Because I had just gotten saved, repentance, because I got back and I told my mom, Mom, I've been an idiot. I've hated Dad. I've hated you. I've been so messed up. Will you please forgive me? To my sister, sister, will you please forgive me? To my brother, will you please forgive me? To my best friend, will you please forgive me? I've been living like an idiot. Reconciled. Made it right. I opened that mailbox. I called the coach at Washita Baptist University. I said, Coach, my name is Keith Chancy. You sent me a letter. He said, yes. He said, what can I do for you? I said, Coach, I'm not going to go to a big school. I want to come to your school. I believe that I just got saved. And I don't know if you tell coaches that, but I did because I'm passionate. I said, I just got saved. And by the way, coach, I, I'm going to come rewrite your record books. Now, I know you're not supposed to tell coaches that. Can I tell you something? I never rewrote one record book on that campus. I was a wide receiver. We were a running team. They faked it to me. I just kept running. I absolutely lived by a Colossians 3.23. In whatever you do, do you work heartily as for the Lord, not for man? My passion was to be a leader by example. It didn't matter if I scored touchdowns. It mattered that I did everything I could to the glory of God. Amen? 25 years later, 25 years later, my team gets inducted into the Hall of Fame of the NII football. And they said to me, Chancey, will you lead us in? I said, why do you want me to lead you in? They said, because you led us to Christ. You see, guys, I never rewrote a record book, but God rewrote the greatest record books in leading people to Christ. Are y'all with me on this? You've got to know your priorities and you've got to have your passion. Are y'all making a difference in this community? I want you, when people sign your yearbook, I want them to sign and sign it like this. Thank you for making a difference in my life. Thank you for discipling me. Thank you for being the greatest example of Christ that I could ever imagine. 
Thank you for being a man or a woman of purity. Thank you for your excellence and that you studied hard. And, and thank you for being the highest achiever that you could be. And you always put God first. Thank you for being the greatest servant you could be. See, guys, there's a million ways you can have passion. Some of you are going to be good teachers. Some of you are going to be good servants. Some of you are just good people. But, guys, you've got to have a purpose, a priorities behind it. Why are you doing what you do? Let's change this school for Christ. Amen? And the last thing, guys, you've got power. I love what Romans talks about in chapter 1, verse 16. It's one of my favorite verses. It says, but when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we will receive power. The word power there in the Greek is the word didymus. It's explosions, TNT. Guys, you have enough horsepower explosion going on in this room right here to change this city for the cause of Christ. Guys, we're overwhelmingly conquerors through Christ Jesus. We are. We've got power. But what you've got to do is you've got purpose. Do y'all want to change this city? Do y'all? You know where it starts? Do you want to change the person beside you? But before you do that, you know what you've got to ask? Do I want to change myself? Ask God to change you. Amen? Y'all with me on that? Guys, here's what I got for you. I don't know if y'all want these things, and you don't have to, but I brought y'all a little present. Okay? I brought y'all bracelets. It says all in. Okay? It's all in. Because to be all in, guys, you've got to understand that God's will is different than your will. This is the will of God, your sanctification, that you set apart unto God, right? And I want y'all to have the passion. I want y'all to have the purpose. I want y'all to have the priorities. I want y'all to set these things, that you do the things of God. That you've got this explosive power to infect this school first. Even your teachers, your mother, your daddy, your brother, your sister, everybody. And when you start living it, you're going to see change. And it starts with you. If you'd like to wear one of these and you say, hey, I'm going to be all in. And you're saying, hey, Chance, man, I believe that suffering is a part of God's plan. I'm going to be a true worshiper. If that's what you want to do, be a true worshiper. Come up and get one. If you want to live a life of purity... And you're saying, Chancey, I'm going to be pure from this day forward. Come get one. If you say, Chancey, I'm going, to, I'm, going to have a, I'm going to have a passion. I'm, I'm going to set my priorities. I'm, I'm going to be like this. I want to be a kingdom living individual. I want to change our world for the college. Then come get you one. Y'all with me? Is that fair? Now don't take these cheaply. I want you to go, man, Chancey, this is good. And I showed y'all how to share Christ with it, didn't I? The green, it's God created you. The black, we got sin. If a seven-year-old can use it, you can too. And the red is God's blood. Through his son, Jesus. And the white is we're washed white as snow. And the gold, man, we're going to walk the streets of gold. This isn't as good as it gets. I'm going to get there one day. I can't wait. Hope the rapture happens today. Whoa, it'll be awesome. See ya. Okay? Can't wait to fly. I just can't wait. This will be awesome. But until then, I got a lot of work to do, don't y'all? Let's get busy doing it. Amen? Y'all with me? So do me a favor. Is there anybody out there today that feels encouraged by what I spoke about today? Anybody? Just raise your hand if you feel like it. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you. That's encouraging. That's encouraging. Are there any of you guys out there today that go, you know what, I, I, I want to take one of these and I want to make a difference in my school? Anybody out there? I love that. That's awesome. That's a lot of you guys. Are there any ones of you out there that go, I need, I need some reconciliation going on in my life? I need to ask God to forgive me and I need to ask some others to forgive me. Anybody out there need to do that? Yeah, that's good. I like that. Guys, take care of some business. When we go to lunch today, go take care of some business. Go be reconciled unto God with each other and watch the freedom and feel the peace of God. Amen? That's called revival, by the way. When you get right, it's revival of the heart. It creates a peace. It creates an awesomeness. Guys, thank y'all for the privilege of being here. Do me a favor. Let's just bow our heads and pray. And then and I'll let you guys come up and just grab. There's a ton of them, okay? And, and just take one, by the way. Just take one. Because I like to give these to guys that really want to wear them. I, I want to spread this word. I want us to be all in for Christ.
So let's pray and just pray with me, okay? Lord Jesus, thank you for the Word of God. Thank you, Father, that the Word of God changes my character. And that because my character has changed, God, I understand I, I want to repent. I want to be reconciled. I want to live a refreshed life. God, today I want to hit the reset button. I want to be different. I'm tired of going the way I've been going in mediocrity, but God, I want to start going overwhelmingly. I want to start making a difference for Christ. God, give me the... Just fill me with your Spirit. But God, help me to prioritize my day that I start stepping out of my comfort zone. That I'm not afraid, but God, I start making a difference. God, I pray that you would use these words of God's Word, of 1 Thessalonians, of Romans, of Genesis of Galatians, all the things that Chancey said today, God, I pray that you would take those in my life and make me new. God, I pray for our school to be a place where people want to come because they see an infectiousness in here. They see a passion. They see us living out loud our faith and they want to be a part of that. God, I ask that in the name of Jesus. God, I pray for every student here. If there's anybody here that's got pain, God, that they, that they feel like they can't be forgiven of, God, I pray that you would just forgive them because you are a God of forgiveness. And God, I pray if there's anybody here today that doesn't know you, that right now, even in the quietness of their heart, they just go, Jesus, I want to know you. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died on the cross. I believe that you rose in the grave. And I believe that you are the one true God. And God, I want to give you my heart today. I'm so sick and tired of running from you. I want to run to you. God, I, I give you my life today. Father, I pray all these things in the name of Jesus. And when I put on this bracelet in a little bit, I want to be all in for you. For it's in the precious name of our Savior we pray. And everybody says, Amen. Guys, girls, thank you all so much. Greatly appreciate it. Love you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you.